everybody. Welcome to... Oh, what's going on? Gaz. Welcome, everybody, to Sonic Talk episode 644, recording today live on Wednesday, the 18th of November, 2020. Uh, this is a music technology podcast. We talk about all things to do with music tech and uh, synthesizers, music production, uh, the technology behind distribution, everything that surrounds the entire ecosystem of all of that thing. And uh, I want to say thank you very much to our friends over at Isotope, who will be... Uh, uh, offering, uh, oh, let me press the buttons. That's the right button. Yes, isotope.com forward slash Sonic Talk. Uh, do check out that. Uh, there's a there's a, basically a code, Sonic10. If you use that at checkout, you save 10% uh, on uh, any isotope plugin or bundle, uh, that which is right now. And it's a special landing page, isotope.com forward slash Sonic Talk. I want to thank them for providing that little bonus for our users and our own very special landing page. Uh, also, another bit of housekeeping. I want to say thank you ever so much to some of the folks that have supported us on Patreon. If you haven't been aware, we launched that, I think, last Friday. A few teething issues with Patreon, who were messing up with the currency. We're back on track now. So uh, I want to say thanks very much to Alex Abajar, George Napier, Bjorn Asahad, Steve Connolly, Andy Tors, Jog Aaron, Ranzi, John McMullen, to name a few that have just uh, joined us up. So if you fancy helping us out and uh, supporting the channel. In fact, I just posted today, I'll play a video. I posted um, the review of the modal Cobalt 8. That's the full review. This was the intro, that's now live, but then uh, there's a little bit extra. I also hooked up some MPU stuff and I uploaded some patches, so if you're interested in that stuff, that's all going to be available on the Patreon page. Uh, this second half of the video is a bit of the uh, of that. And this sounded really nice, I have to say. I was quite pleased with the way this came out. The MPU functionality on the Cobalt is... guests uh we've got uh, a bunch of people here we'll start with uh well, we haven't had uh yoad for a little while yoad nevo there in uh, nevo sound in studio but you may have seen his uh, uh fm um tutorial or fm how it works tutorial how are you yoad? are you well yeah i'm very well thanks good to be here as always Excellent. you busy i'm extremely busy yeah doing a lot of mixing some production work and uh, working for Waves. We have a lot of stuff going on, so it's quite uh, full on at the moment, which is great. Well, glad to hear it. I'm uh, I, I'm wondering whether, well, maybe we'll get onto that because we're in the Black Friday season and that sale season is uh, is amongst us, but uh, we'll, we'll join that. Maybe we also have Mr. Gaz Williams, who's there uh, tinkering with some last minute technicals, no doubt. How are you, Gaz? Gaz Williams, of course, uh, music technologist yes. and him, YouTuber in his own right. Uh, Gaz Williams show, uh, which I believe is on tonight, right? It is indeed. Yes, I have got <laughs> the illustrious guest <laughs> tonight. Uh, Mr. Ian Boddy is going to be joining me. Oh, and excellent. He's doing some playing and we're going to be chatting about his career. And also the theme is also going to be about how to not procrastinate and how to get tracks finished. He's a very prolific and expert musician who gets a lot of releases out. So that's going to be part of the theme, really, because I know lots of us have got gear, but, you know, actually completing tracks. So that's going to be a bit of the theme of tonight's chat. So that's going to be uh, from 8 p.m. Ian's going to be from uh, joining me straight at 8, 8 p.m. on the Gas Williams show. So please Excellent. come along. Yeah, Thanks for that. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> and we'll also have Mr. Matt Hodson. Uh, maths, 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 maths. No, but three maths. At maths, maths, maths. Uh, who did an excellent session for us uh, on a track from scratch. I uh, hope you've had good feedback from that. It was great fun. Yeah, it was good fun. Yeah, thanks for everyone who joined us on that one. And um, yeah, just getting involved for what, you know, my approach to production um, and how I'm making tracks and stuff like that. I should do some more soon. And I I keep saying I'm going to do it, but I'm definitely going to be doing one this week with the Pulsar and actually how I'm using that with uh, the BeatStep Pro to program it. Um, as you probably know, the Pulsar, you can, you can program stuff within it and it's got that kind of 
tape looping environment, if you like, within it, uh, recorder. But yeah. I actually use it a lot for sequencing with the Beatset Pro. So I'm going to show everyone how I'm doing that, actually, in the next one. Yeah, that's the one thing that I wish that you could do is that you could find you could record the external triggers into the looper, but you can only record things you actually touch with your hands, which yeah. that's the only thing that that I think would be a criticism of that. But I suppose it makes it different in some ways. So that's that's kind of cool, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I guess it's just uh, it's one of its quirks, one of the unique ways it works. The whole touch thing on it, but. Um, Teaming it with the Beatset Pro, it suddenly becomes a whole other monster. Definitely. Oh, yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Join me for that. Well, uh, we've got a lot of news today. I mean, I, I started off thinking I didn't have many, many, and then and suddenly I got tons. Um, so uh, just absolutely tons of it. So I'm just trying to think where to start. I mean, we could quickly start with maybe uh, BandLab Sounds, which, uh, as we know, BandLab, well, I'll, I'll play the video. That's this the is BandLab Sounds. It gives you unlimited access to an extensive, royalty-free sample library with over 10,000 sounds to choose from, all for free. BandLab Sounds includes packs, loops, and one-shots with new sounds added weekly. Each pack is crafted by artists and professional sound designers. You can access it on web and mobile, filter by genre, mood, instrument, BPM, or key. And of course, you can download it all as high-res audio. Free, unlimited quality. BandLab Sounds. There we go. Yet another free offering from ba the BandLab uh, Empire. Um, just seems a bit too good to be true. I mean, you do have to be a registered user. So obviously, you know, that, that's what you're trading. You're trading your, I suppose, your destination as a musician and them, them, them being able to market to you. But it seems, you know, 10,000 plus sounds, free sounds, normally previously only available in... Uh, um, in their online DAW. Um, I'll come to you first, Matt, because I know you use LoopCloud, yeah. which is a similar service. I mean, and yeah. they've got a lot more stuff, admittedly, but uh, there's nothing, nothing yeah, to be I mean, there's, at, right? there's, Yeah, there's LoopCloud, which um, which I use, and obviously the Splice. I've never been into Splice. I've never, never tried that world. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I just have not got round to it. A lot of my students use it, actually. Um, but this is totally free, right? I mean... yeah. I was looking at the website. I wasn't too familiar with it until we sent the links round. Um, I can't believe this is all free, copyright free, whack it in your tracks, use the music however you want. I, as far as I can see, you don't have to put anything about, um, you know, where the sample's coming from or add them to your PRS as a, you know, as a performer on your track or anything like that. So no one's getting any any money from this so how i can't understand quite how the model works as well, well these people uh, are making this they've got 25 i suspect they pay the people who are making them um they've got 25 million subscribers now to the band band lab uh, wow. ecosphere okay and they between them and this is quite terrifying they produce up to 10 million tracks i mean tracks being anything from a music sketch to a month so wow there's a lot of stuff out there but yeah i mean you know what can you say? Yes, it is free, but uh, uh, that's what you... I think they have... They've got a disclaimer in there that says they can use the stuff in their promo. But obviously, if you if you were signed or published, I would like to see that conversation between those two groups of lawyers if they, if it came down to it. But I mean, ultimately, you know, for most of us, it's not going to be an issue, really. But uh, cool. pretty cool. Um, well, I'd, I'd like to see the kind of... How the browser works for this, because one thing that I think uh, Loop Cloud have got nailed is browsing when you've got such a vast variety of samples and presets and loops and things at your fingertips, it all comes down to a decent browser, in my opinion, to work your way around, find the things that you want quickly, grab them, stick them in. I mean, one of the cool things, sorry, I know we're not really talking about BandLab here, but uh, LoopCloud, one of the great things is it's got Rex files in it. And what happens, you can audition in Rex files as audio loops, and then you can just click a button and it renders down the Rex file is an audio loop and then you just drag it out of loop cloud into your DAW and you've basically got that bounce down audio file yeah. as a, a loop. No, that's right. We've, we've done a few things on loop cloud and their, 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 their app and the way it integrates is really good. And of course they've got the loop, entire loop masters kind of thing. I, I know you yeah, mm. I mean, free there's, there's never totally free obviously, but uh, I mean, can't, can't go wrong with, with free if it's, if there aren't really any strings attached perhaps. 
Yeah, um, for, for me, it's not really about that. I mean, it's nice that it's free, but for me, it's about, um, you know, as a professional, as someone who uses these, tool profession, these tools professionally, it's about how they're integrated into my workflow. Yeah. And, um, you know, Splice is seven quid a month or something like that, or, or, or even less or something like that. So it's not a big, and the offering is, is uh, obviously a lot, it's not 10,000 samples, but probably like 10 million or whatever, uh, however many. Um, but, uh, you know, it's all about how it integrates into my workflow and Loopmasters have a plugin which allows you to audition um, it, it's it's a it's yeah, a plugin, so it yeah. runs in your session. It it will um, convert the or stretch the the samples to your session to your key and all that. Noise have a similar thing. Uh, I'm sure that Splice will have something like that very soon. Um, Arcade comes to mind as well. Uh, you know from output. So yeah, the you can. It's not a problem to get the sounds. It's how to to get them quickly into your session and to use them. And like Matt said, to to browse them uh, efficiently. But I think that the, it looks it looks uh, suspiciously like uh, the splice interface. But they they all do because they they present you the information, the BPM, the title, the c category, and all that. So um, yeah, it's nice. I, you know, just because something is free, because you can get tons of free samples f anywhere, um, promos or demos or things like that, that that are usable and copyright free. So it's just because something is free these days, it's not a good enough reason to, to go and download it if, if you're not going to use it. Um, so yeah, yeah for, for me, it's about the workflow, really, rather than the fact that it's free or not. I wouldn't be surprised if there's something coming along from them because they're a very uh, dynamic company uh, in terms of you know, getting new features out. All right, Gaz, I mean, um, is, it, is, is it commodification or is it kind of enabling? I mean, they would say enabling, obviously, because that's, that, that's yeah. I don't know what the kind of content is. I mean, I, I bet a lot of it is this kind of like, oh, just grab this from here and put it here. And then, hey, hey, look how clever I am. I've made a tune. Oh, look how good I am. You know, this kind of nonsense of like just, <laughs> you know, and I'm really bored and sick of that. So Cut it's stuff like that. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the, I, I did a, a talk with a bunch of um, sound designers at the Toman thing last year. And one of the things that... Uh, that they were talking about was how to make presets like really um, deep, a deep instrumental feeling from a preset, not just a sort of surface press it and there it is kind of thing. Uh, so uh, what I'm about to say isn't going to diss the the idea of making patches, far from it, but is this idea of just making it just all a little bit too easy and a bit too genre-y and sort of like going down the, 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 the supermarket just going, you know, and I just, I don't know. It, for me, it just feels like that that's been around for such a long time now that it's much better for people to be building the sounds themselves, pulling things together rather than just just slapping stuff together. I know this sounds a bit, sounding a bit grumpy and a bit mean, but um, but in terms of just myself, I'm like just super bored about stuff like that, really. Okay, well, I think that's a, va a valid opinion, and I think, but for a lot of people, it's. Uh, uh, for a lot of people, and a lot of the time, it's just a kind of seed to get you get you going. But uh, if you're interested, bandlab.com yeah. forward slash sound <laughs> for that kind of stuff. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry to move on quickly, but we've got so many things uh, going on. Let's get into a bit of uh, retail therapy. Now, uh, we've got we're running our usual yearly live blog, uh, which is kind of offers that we find on the oh, that was a fishing one and a beer one. I didn't. I'm not sure I was supposed to put those in there, but uh, uh, later, Matt can't connect to iCloud. Okay, yeah, we're running some Black Friday deals. You know, they're all starting to happen. Is there anything that any of you lot are looking for uh, that you've been hanging out, uh, hanging out for to, to wait for them to come down in price? I guess software's the easiest thing to do, but hardware's harder to find because it's a generally down to a retailer in a particular territory, but somehow feels so much more rewarding. Matt, is there something that you've, uh, you look like you've got a, Guilty oscillators, smile. filters, envelopes, VCAs, <laughs> bring it on. But nobody, <laughs> no one does 
um, Black Friday on modular stuff, it would seem. And and that's fair enough because I, I know, I fully well know actually how little overheads um, uh, and actually how much they make on, the, on making a lot of the modules. So I totally get that. So uh, for me, those kind of things, probably not. Software, yes. And this is one of the things I'm always talking about in my live streams is I'm after some, a new or a couple of new reverbs, plugins and distortion plugins as well. I'm always more going distortion. to Valhalla Reverb. <laughs> more distortion, yeah. And I'm using Soundtoys uh, Decapitator and um, and their, their um, I forget the name of it now, that does the, uh, the other distortion. I'm using them quite a lot. So if anyone's got any decent recommendations, put it in the chat for reverbs, something quite interesting, something... Oh, did you see the, um, uh, there was, uh, what's it called? It's called Shrike. I, I would nearly put it in the, uh, which is from, I've forgotten what it's called, but look up Shrike. It's a, it's a modulated reverb thing, which I think might uh, appeal to you. That's worth Shrike. Checking. Yeah. That's I'll check that out. And I was looking on your, on the list, because if everyone heads over to Sonic State later on, you'll see a big list that I guess Nick's put up of, of Black Friday deals, which are cool. And um, Sound Toys is on there, everyone. And I would thoroughly recommend them for yeah. plugins. So Sonox. In fact, they've got a pretty decent reverb. Maybe I should look at that. And then there's Jammy. Have you? Uh, I don't know if you've seen the uh, super portable guitar. Yeah, I MIDI saw that. Synth. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's it's like twenty quid off or something, but it folds up in your bag. And for guitar, I'm a guitarist, by the way. People don't maybe don't know this. I started out as a guitarist. I am, I've got my Telecaster there, and um, I've always been looking for a decent MIDI controller that's in the shape of a guitar. I've tried loads of them doesn't really work so i'm interested to see what this one looks like the, uh, how this one plays a jammy g or the jammy e i think we've talked about on the show before actually i don't know if we did um it. it's snapped together it's basically you you clip it together there you go it clips together but yeah that, that did look interesting a bit mm. bit a little bit i'm not a guitarist a bit rich for me it's about i don't know four hundred and four hundred seventy nine dollars yeah, okay. Well, yeah. That, it's well, not much that, of a saving. Is that on sale, though? Is that is on what? sale? Is what? Is it on sale? Friday? Well, it's only 20 bucks off, but, you know, I'm <laughs> guessing there's probably not much of a margin there. But um, I don't know whether or not that's... Oh, look, hold on. Yoad has just reached for his axe. So I've got this thing here, which is U-Rock guitar, which is basically um, oh, it's the guitar hero controller, but it's, it's an actual MIDI guitar, with optical strings, so and which are fixed to the neck, so you can't bend them, but and and the strings are and so out of oh I have loads of guitar, you know the Roland pickups and uh, the GR55 and all that. Out of all of them, this is the best thing. I don't think they make it anymore. You even have a pitch wow. band and and controllers and stuff. It was like a hundred. US or something like that. It it, it doesn't. I, I guess you can maybe take it apart, but you'll have to screw to use the screws or something. But it's like wow. just um, from a performance perspective, you know, because of, of all the all these controls, you you always have like double notes and duplicate notes yeah. and 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 stuff like that. This is the best one, and there's literally no latency because it's not. It doesn't have to convert. The, the actual uh, sound, the actual audio, it yeah. doesn't have to detect the pitch or anything. It's just optical, so it's instant. It's it's really nice. The, the downside is that you can't bend the strings, but even on on, right. on on normal guitar, when you do that, it will bend uh, unless you split it somehow to different MIDI channels, and, all, yeah. and that's yeah, a big yeah. yeah. So it will bend the whole thing, which you don't want anyway, uh, unless you're playing something monophonic. So I don't think you can find them anymore. I saw one on eBay recently. I recommended it to someone, but it's really, I really like it. But what about Black Friday? Uh, you 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 picking <laughs> anything up? Um, no, not really. I don't. Um, uh, no, I'm no. good. I'm good. fair enough. Gaz. I mean, I um, mean. Oh, yeah. sorry. How about you? Uh, no, well, I, mean, got, yeah, you I knew you'd, I knew you'd plug I the industrial radio mini bass. I won't mention this. When, when you're going to say it's the best he's tried, but, you know, uh, chuck that back. Uh, Black Friday, what am I interested in? Um, oh, dear. I can see after, I think I blame Eurorack, but 
I've been eyeing up 500 series rack. <laughs> oh, Midas make a really amazing little chassis for 150, 160 quid uh, for rack uh, for 500 series. And um, that's dangerous. <laughs> so How many I, I've been, uh, six. And it's that, got some great switching at the back. You can just, that you know, one? you can do the legend. It's the L10. Legend. And the 10, there's the 10, that's 200 oh, with 10 slots. All right. Yeah, okay. with six slots. And if you can flip around the back, it's great because you can patch it however you want. And also it's got pass through as well. So you can just link one module through to the next module with the switches. Blimey. 152 quid. I mean, that's almost. You know, you know it's a very. Yeah, you know it's, it's a Behringer. Yeah, 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 we know. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, I've got respect for Midas. You know, Midas are the great. You know, I don't want to see them go be, you know. It's a, well, they've been I guess involved Behring in, the, in the creation of, uh, of the X32. DeepMind, which is a great yeah, team. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, same team, you know. Uh, so, I, but you're I mean, thinking, it's just. You're thinking it's just 500, are you? You get one of those, 152 quid, and then <laughs> I'm looking at those Sh Chandler things and uh, like the Yeah, EMI they're not going to be Black Friday sales, though, are they? That's going to cost you a mint. I, I don't know. Maybe some. But no, But what happens on Black Friday, some shops will do like 20% off all stock, won't they? I mean, Juno's been doing 10% off everything already, you know, and they're already super cheap. I mean, it's crazy. Wow. Um, yeah. Well, uh, I just bought, there, there's definitely stuff out there. I Sorry, have, I, I'm, I have I'm, bought. I bought. Can I tell you? I, I've bought. I have bought a Black Friday early Black Black Friday deal. Uh, a Zoom Eight H Eight, the weirdy looking, weirdy looking uh, handy oh, recorder. Oh yeah, the octopus thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, yeah. Fair that enough. Thing, that, yeah, that thing cost three hundred and nineteen pounds. It was launched in July at five hundred quid. So yeah. Good deal. That's, that's a saver. Yeah, great time. And anyway, uh, spend wisely, folks, whatever it is you're doing. Um, okay, I'm going to move things along a little quick because there are just so many things this week. Um, shall we do... Uh, maybe... Oh, gosh, I don't know where to go next. Shall we, let, shall we go to Cubase? Because I know, Gaz, you've pop, you're a Cubase user mm. and you've probably got some big experience. So, yeah, Cubase 11, we mentioned last week, was out at uh, the same time as... Uh, Live 11, lots of workflow. It seems very much pro workflow stuff that they've added. Um, just trying to think what's the uh, dynamic EQ, enhanced synchronization, score edit improvement, scale assistance, slicing samples, and spectral editing, and also bouncing. Lots of interesting bouncing and stem creation stuff. Uh, 85 quid upgrade. So it's the annual sort of half a point slash point release. It's what they generally charge per year get stuff out which you know some people dig some people don't but i guess if you're using this every day as your tool then that's that's the you know that seems to be the, the, the standard thing so uh gaz i'll come to you first because uh yeah. I know, even though you've finished the last topic but cubase 11 you know it's your work your workhorse isn't it so yeah it is yeah and uh i've i have delved in uh yeah quite a few things that are worth mentioning firstly is how like it's like business as normal there's nothing it doesn't look any different from 10.5 uh, or 10 for that matter it's just it's like they haven't even you know they, they're not even trying to uh make any sort of visual difference now it seems like they've they kind of they've found the visual language and they're going to stick with it because uh it's all hidp now and um so I guess they're quite invested in the way it looks. Now I mentioned that because when you first load it, typically, you know, with a, a you know a major release, there will be visual differences. There's not really. Uh, however, a lot of the things that which are super useful are things, as you mentioned, in like kind of the pro workflow. Um, I think one of the things that a lot of Cubase users are just going to be so pleased about is the improvements to the old venerable. Um, piano score midi editor you know that thing has uh, i think has gained uh, perhaps the most significant workflow updates with this uh for instance there's a really cool um scales mode now um and we've seen this in lots of things before and you, you could sort of do it before in cubase but the way they've implemented it now is like really clever how you can um if you've got a chord track running 
then the accompanying uh, piano roll will black blank out notes uh, that aren't that don't fit in within the chord tracks kind of uh, rules. So it's uh, there's uh, there's many many uh, advances uh, within this as well within the uh, the just the way that you can scale it um, block out notes you can have it so it plays you can you can move notes into those out of tune notes or not you know and right. so you've got lots of different controls with it uh, moving quickly sorry uh, that thing is great but also the fact from within that. Uh, piano roll view you can now see the kind of master tracks so you can now see the chord track you can see the tempo track you can see things that previously you'd have to kind of come out of that editor window or have the editor window just at the bottom and it could get messy so now you can just enable those um you think ah oh, that's that doesn't sound like a big deal it is a big deal from a workflow that's a really big deal um so obviously uh, other than that you know there are so there are many other things which um which are not particularly sexy or you know interesting um from a kind of new yeah. user point possibly uh however what i will say is that frequency then uh two and uh, frequency one was amazing but it was uh, i think largely underused um because it's not the channel, the built-in channel EQ, so you'd have to sort of be bringing that in as a separate plugin. Um, but frequency two has now become uh, a really astonishing-sounding dynamic EQ, uh, well worth checking out. Um, Shaper as well, that thing's really good. They they just sound really good. They sound um, they sound like a kind of next level from the the, the, the standard stock uh, plugins. Uh, so again, they're not part directly part of the channel strip, and so you do have to sort of delve into those a little bit. And similarly, Spectra Layer, um, the Spectra Layer One, which is Steinberg's kind of equivalent to RX, I guess. Um, but Spectra Layer has got this incredible um, vocal. Uh, it doesn't give you the full range of tools that you get in the full Spectra layer software, but you can do the vocal um, extraction from ah, mix okay. and it's the best sounding. It really kind of, it's the best sounding that I've heard of that. It really, it, it seems to manage to find all of the, the reverb as well. That's the thing. It's, uh, 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 and then when you hear the mix with the vocal removed, uh, it's amazing how little ghost of the vocal is left. It's uh, that's amazing. So you know when you look at that as an eighty-five pound upgrade, if you are a regular kind of, uh, I personally think that the way Steinberg do this is better than the subscription model. You know this idea that maybe a yearly eighty-five pound keeps the kind of Steinberg coffers kind of. Uh, um, Keeps it the, gives you know, them the, a target to aim for as well, because if it's just regular, then yeah. the, the, the motivation for the coding team might be less, yeah. perhaps. And, <laughs> but you could take something like Frequency 2. I said, this is my last point. You could take something like Frequency 2, and that, you know, it wouldn't be a, a stretch to imagine paying sort of £200 or something for that alone. Or, do you know what I mean? So right. there, there's a lot of things in there to justify that, but... It's those workflow things, those kind of what seemingly small workflow things, being able to change the font to some of the Dorico fonts in the score editor. Doesn't sound a biggie. It's a really biggie on your eyes if you do that sort of thing. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Look, it's a good one. It's, a, it's definitely a good one. Excellent. I just want to say thank you to, uh, I think, to David Ramirez just put a, uh, yeah, thank you very much for the uh, Christmas drinks donation. Very much appreciated. Um, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, Steinberg, uh, there was a period of time when Cubase was the one that a lot of the other DAW people used to look for and adopt those features. And now it sort of moves around a bit. I mean, so anytime there's a major update, particularly in pro workflow, I mean, you generally see this sort of stuff become normalised across other doors. So it's all, all mm -hmm. good, I guess, really, right? Um, it's great. I mean, I love Cubase. I think it's one of the... I think it's the best sounding, the, the audio engine is the best sounding of them all, the mixer. Every time I work in Cubase, I kind of regret not having, not using it as my main uh, platform. Uh, there are a few things that still keep me uh, working um, in Logic, uh, which unfortunately they, they never address. Um, Mono to stereo plugins is the first thing that comes to mind. 
Um, but um, I, I really so so occasionally whenever a new uh, update, a major update comes um, through, I I would mix an album on Cubase or or something or do something just to keep uh, to keep in the loop. Um, the the one thing that was really really uh, cool to see in this update, it, like Gaz said, is the is the MIDI the MIDI editor um, enhancement, and and the one one of them which I really like is the fact that you can um, have a grid for your pitch band. So instead of you know, so so you can have it snap, so you can say. Uh, the grid, it, the pitch band is two two semitones up, four down, or something like that, and it will show you it on a grid. And you can either just draw your curve your curves to that grid, or it can actually snap to that grid. So you can make a lot of, and they have uh, curves for the. Ah, okay. For, so that that's really cool because you can do a lot of uh, sort of uh, CV style work in that. Uh, you know, in that right. environment, which is which is really cool, um, and the sampler looks like you said. The sampler looks suspiciously, suspiciously like the Logic sampler. The sample track, I think it's right. called. Uh, it, it, it's you know, you throw a loop, it will make it into an RX type thing, and uh, and all that, like exactly like Logic did on on uh, ten point five. Um, yeah, but it's it's a very very powerful platform, Cubase. Yeah, um, I really like it. Excellent. So, um, Matt, do you teach it at uh, at BIMS or? Uh... No, we, we we don't really use Cubase. We do get a few students coming in still using Cubase. We I tell you what, we're actually getting more and more students coming in these days who are using Fruit Loops. Um, that that seems to be on the rise, but we don't really do Cubase. I, I will agree with Yoad though. Every time I go. And use Cubase. I might do a tutorial with a student and bring their laptop in and put it on. The sound engine on it, there's something about it. I don't know if it's sort of the mid range, the, the, I don't know, it's handling transients or something, but there's something very. Headroom. Yeah, the headroom on it, exactly. Yeah. When I'm sat with them, I'm, I, I, I wish that I'd got into it much, much earlier. Um, but I think the things, the things that I'm looking for still in these days when I'm working in, in the computer is the ability to take stuff from a studio session to the live arena and not just for me because I mean I, I do work for other artists who who I work on their albums or they've done an album and they come to me and they say right Matt now we need to take this on the road how do we turn this studio album into a, a live set and of course that ends up in a non-linear playback engine like Ableton or Bitwig or something like that for them to use and so for me um, when I'm not seeing these things in in DAWs these days, I'm 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 kind of I'm too past it now to go back. I mean, Logic's brought in this kind of clip launching non-linear non non-linear audio system in their latest update, which is kind of straight out of Ableton's book, I guess. So, uh, in some cases, that's made it easier for me recently, where I'm working with artists and they're sending me stuff in Logic, and I'm able to cut things up, chop them up, put things into looping for them add effects and, uh, you know, apply MIDI controllers and things like that into. But just the last thing, though, I will say is one of the great things looking at, at Cubase, though, is the amount of information you can get on the screen at once. It looks like you can have, it's, it seems to be quite well in the way that they've designed how their windows can be open. You can have, obviously, the, the, the track playback, MIDI editor, sample editor, obviously plugins floating on on there, but it all seems to be, I think that's really important these days to have that uh, overview of a lot of windows at once, particularly when you're working yeah. with things like CC messages and automation. Yeah, and I mean, the only, the only thing I will say is because I've used, I've got what the name of the uh, the synth that they, the, the, the layer, the drum layer synth, I've forgotten what it was. I found that the only problem is, is sometimes they just go really, really tiny in the system fonts that they're using and it's really uh. hard if you're not like you know twenty twenty vision, it can be a bit like yeah, that's just too small for me. So that was my only criticism. Uh, but they, that's one thing that Cubase have still maintained is their own kind of uh, control over the windows and workspaces. Uh, it even with Cubase eleven, it still doesn't. Uh, the Mac version still doesn't have like the the full screen mode that virtually all Macs 
have. So you still have to always run it windowed, which, uh, yeah, it's a little bit odd. But uh, I think uh, uh, something that should be mentioned, though, about this particular update is uh, the export, is the the, the, the mixdown export window uh, and the way that that works, because I think it is really clever. A lot of people who work in kind of uh, maybe computer games where they're developing lots of assets or if you're working on a TV show and there's, you know, lots of stings and uh, incidental bits, all sorts of all sorts of elements uh, will be really interested in these new uh, export options. But um, I think the thing that's really cool is the queue, uh, the job queue. Um, and what that means is, say you're working on a, a mix, and at the end of the mix, you can um, you can set up the queue. Uh, you can set up a bunch of different jobs. So, like one job could be it'll uh, it'll run off a mix that will be um, it'll be it'll be a full mix. Um, all of the elements um, all bounce down with all of their uh, inserts uh, applied. And then another job could be uh, a stereo mix down with the vocals turned off, so like an instrumental mix. And then another job could be an MP3. And then another job could be whatever you right, want. So you if you the- template it up, you could just go, ah, bing! <laughs> yeah. You can update any of those jobs. So if you change any of the settings, you can just update any of them. So once you're done, pow! And yeah, it'll then just work through That's that whole... That's really useful, mix. professional It's stuff. amazing. I, I mean, I ju- know, Can I just come in here quickly? quickly um, one thing that uh, Kenny Campbell in the YouTube chat room says, disappointed that uh, we've not mentioned the Q-based e-licenser, e-licenser problems upgraders and new users have been experiencing. I don't know anything about that, but uh, thanks uh, for flagging yeah. it up. Well, it's okay. I think things are okay now. Initially, uh, the servers went down. There was just a uh, and e licenser wasn't working. Um, I managed to get I managed to get it all uh, working. Like yesterday, it all seemed fine. I didn't have any problems. So uh, uh, Steinberg did put up an apology, and they took down the ability to buy Cubase for a few days as well, just just to kind just of give the servers a little well, that seems like a, give them I a think it was just a bottleneck. I think it's through. I think you know. So I think you'll be all right from now. Excellent. Well, um, once again, I'm sorry to move things on a little bit, but uh, we want to try and uh, get things get things rolling. Up. Oh, this was another one. Did anyone see the Micro Monster Two, the audio thingies thing? This thing is. Uh, this looks very interesting. So this is uh, Micro Monster Two. It's a little desktop synth. Um, two part, six voice per part, with. Uh, Six voice, two times six voices of polyphony, three oscillators, one multi-mode filter, three envelopes, three envelopes, LFOs, ten modulation slots, two operators per voice, twelve oscillator types, twelve blimey multi-sampled, eight filter types per voice, deep modulation matrix. This is and it's three hundred euros. I mean, what what on earth? I was that, that was the thing that surprised me. I mean, it's not the the, the most amazing synth I ever heard, but I mean, it sounds pretty good. And I just thought for that price, little guys being able to knock it out for that kind of price, and it looks like the sort of thing that's going to be quite easy to use. The interface looks fairly standard. I mean, yes, there's going to be some uh, shifting and whatnot, but from what I can see, it looks pretty straightforward. I just wanted to give a shout out for that because it actually sounds quite tasty uh, for the price for 300 euros. 12 voices for 300 euros. Um, Yoad, I don't know if you've had a chance to check this. It's sort of that would fit in the center section of your knee for sure, I reckon, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it will fit anywhere actually. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I used to have uh, the Dave Smith uh, Tetra. I used to have two of them to get to, to Daisy Chain them and to get uh, eight voices, and I used to love that little machine until I got the uh, Rev Two, uh, which you know all about, um, and uh, it looks. It looks like a, a better version of the Tetra, you know, because it's it, so. I it, can you use it as a as a twelve voice? Uh, I'm not synth? sure about that. That I mean, it it doesn't look like it. And also, I, I guess this is mostly digital. It doesn't say analog in there anywhere. So, but as we know, DSP work but, has become. Uh, just by, so. by the way, I want to give a shout out to Polymer. Which is uh, which? Which does that, and you can you can turn it into um, you can turn poly with a yeah with a y. Uh, you you can uh, you can turn it into a twelve voice because Polymer allows you, and this is what I use for you know I have uh, four Wild of Pulse monophonic units, and I use them as a polyphonic 
Um, ah, is that the plugin that allows voice. you to right. because it can it can split the voices and send them to different ports and different MIDI channels and stuff. It's it's a really really good. Uh, Good, yeah, you mentioned that uh, before. Actually, that software. Cool. So, so I guess you could use that, use, yeah. the, use the two parts and turn it into a twelve voice, uh, which 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 is crazy cheap for 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 that. Uh, yeah, it sounds really good. I I mean, it's always hard to judge by those demos, and I don't always check them uh, the YouTube demos, and I don't always check them here in the studio. So uh, yeah, it'll sure, be good to get my hands on on one and to 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 check it properly. But it seems like a no brainer. Absolutely. Uh, just want to say quick shout out. Thank you very much, Wagyu, for the uh, Christmas drinks fund. That will uh, buy someone hey. a pint for sure. Uh, Matt, um, this looks like yeah. it might be right yeah. up your street. It's a little box with yeah, loads this- of voices. Yeah, this is cool. In fact, one of my students brought in uh, the, the the original one. Uh, the micro monster and um, I was actually really blown away when we plugged it in we started playing around with it actually how how great it sounded and there is quite a bit of difference between this one and the original one you can see it all on on, on their website but um, I really really like the sound of this and what was coming out of it and the the expression within it as well I, I actually think that the the videos that they've produced for this do it a lot of justice it's really really cool um yeah, it's small. Yes, you've got a small screen and what have you, but actually it's very intuitively designed in terms of navigation and getting around of it. I'm talking about the original one here, so I'm presuming it, the navigation is is pretty much identical by the looks of it. Um, it looks like a really decent upgrade, though, from the original. 300 euros, including that. Chuck it in your bag, you know, take it on a plane. It could sit on top of the, the modular, no problem, just Get it, get it in there. It's USB powered though. Yeah. Uh, just if you didn't know. Um, and it is stereo, I believe, but that comes out on a mini stereo jack, I think. That's a shame. Um, there's one, what about one of the editor? other products. Sorry? Sorry, mate. Sorry to burst in, but what about the C6 editor or anything like that? Do they mention it? No, no they don't. don't. They, they also minister. say that they're currently out of stock, actually, but that I'm sure they'll be building some more. But uh, yeah, good point. Yeah, I think it's just because they're ramping up. I think if they were to do an editor, it's these sort of things that's going to push the price up because they obviously have to invest in the development of that. You, I'm sure you know all about this. The one pro- product, though, that I'm really interested in, actually, and I might, it's it's on sale now, actually, and maybe this is a Black Friday, but it's, it's only... Um, it's 50 quid off, 40 quid off, but it's their Reverb Dr. A. It's a stereo delay and reverb desktop effects processor with MIDI and CV inputs. And you've effectively ah, got a, a well, delay. It? Yeah. It's really cool. It's, it, you've got a delay and a reverb in it with a high pass and a low pass filter on each one. Hmm. Um, and you can, I think they run in parallel or you can choose to run them uh, in series. Um, built like a tank. Again, chuck it in your bag looks really really cool i think that's going to be my black friday um one actually okay uh it doesn't say that they're out of stock here so you might be onto a onto a winner um gonna order one after this well oh oh live purchasing yeah great oh okay out of stock soon then possibly Ah. So that's the audio thingies, uh, Dr. A, uh, which I think mm. you can buy directly for them. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. Sorry to m- move things on. Did I already ask no, you, Gus? I'm so sorry. Sorry. No, Carry on, Gus. Right. You go ahead. No, it's absolutely fine. It's just I think there's an interesting um, it, um, development of these kind of like desktop synthesizers, uh, and this feels like – it's kind of cherry picked a lot of the best of uh of what we've seen so far and um i was thinking about how this year we've already seen the release of the typhon from dreadbox uh, and sound vibes which is a great really great synth and, absolutely brilliant yeah. and and this and then also maybe something like the tr6s from roland small little devices like that are really the sound great and really you know <laughs> i've just taken those typically the smaller things like that wouldn't be anywhere near as feature rich so i think that's quite exciting i'm yeah this looks brilliant i'm big yeah really interested in this one 
Uh, two Grove in the uh, uh, in the Twitch uh, is that Twitch or Discord? I can't tell. I think it's Twitch. Uh, says uh, it does have a twelve voice mono timbrel mode, so you'll be pleased to hear that, uh, Yoad. Mm. So yes, it will wow, be twelve that's voices. Cool. That's nice. Okay, right. Phew. Moving quickly along. Um, so th this this is this is probably a bit out of reach for many of us, but I figured it was worth mentioning because this is a quite a big development. So this is the new Pro Tools Carbon, which is a new audio interface, which has eight HDX, HDSP chips in it, HDX chips, uh, fourteen in, fourteen analog out, twenty in, two times eight out I/O. 192k connects over Ethernet uh, with using a kind of variant of the AVB. So I'm guessing it's going to be Mac only. Don't know. Needs gigabit. Um, 3.7k. I mean, it's an expensive chunk of change. But as we know, a lot of professional users still using uh, Pro Tools, and many people with Pro Tools have been using native and then moving their uh, audio interfaces out into kind of other worlds, maybe combining them with universal audio. And it feels like this is a kind of, it's a, it seems like a sensible move on the part of Avid to kind of create something. That I, I'm guessing it's going to go to studios which are Pro Tools through and through, obviously, and maybe post houses. I mean, chunk of change, but it looks like it's got a lot to offer. Now, I don't know much about the Pro Tools hardware environment. I just remember that things moved away from DSPs on theirs and people started to, to utilise their own things because quite often they might be working in multiple DAWs and then you're not going to use that chip, uh, sorry, that interface when you go into Ableton. I don't know whether what's the case with this. I'll come to you, Yoad, first because I know you use a, um, Pro Tools. Uh, you've got some Pro Tools interfaces. Uh, I imagine Avid have probably been trying to sell you one because you're probably their target so you may know a little more about this than perhaps the rest of us um well my studio is a large scale studio and i have 48 outputs um avid units so it's the hdio which is the, the big the big boy uh, and i have three units of 16 ins and outs of that so that's my main interface although i'm not using i'm not using um Pro Tools as my main platform. Um, what I am using is the Waves uh, SoundGrid Studio, which uh, which allows me to connect any uh, platform to these converters and allows me to offload, uh, like uh, to offload the, the processing to an external server, like they do, or an external DSP, if you like. Um, but it applies to any pro any platform, not only Pro Tools. Um, the So I don't think that I'm the target audience, uh, target market. I think that the target users are the Apollo users, the UAD Apollo users, because it seems uh, it, it just ticks all the boxes that, that the Apollo does, uh, plus the ability to, to work to use your native uh, processing power in conjunction with the DSP. Um, so um, it's it's not for a large scale, oh, sorry. It's not for a large scale um, okay. studio work. Uh, it's more mobile, it's a one U unit. Uh, the connectivity is somewhat limited if you need a large uh, count of, uh, of IOs and, and things like that. Um, yeah, it's a it's a good uh, idea. Which uh, you know, we we at, at Waves we've developed that uh, ten years ago in the form of SoundGrid yeah. Studio, and uh, but it's not limited just to Pro Tools. So you can offload uh, your uh, your your processing to uh, a hardware from any door. Uh, but it it, it it's a uh, you know, it's a logical step to take. Uh, a lot of people move to to uh, Apollo, to UAD Apollo, and especially with their uh, Luna uh, DAW, which uh, resembles Protos in many ways. I guess that Avid had to come come up with with an answer to that. Yeah. Um, and for for people who. It's funny how you the, the choice of words. Uh, you said that a lot of people still use Pro Tools, and that's an interesting choice of words. But um, because Pro Tools is lagging behind in terms of features, um, a lot behind um, Cubase and Logic and the, and the professional platforms, there are still many things which are very very basic. It it can do a lot of things. 
but it's still very basic. Although everyone in post who, who does post uh, uses it, it's the yeah, kind it's of the, standard it's, 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 it's the industry standard. standard. Absolutely. Um, but uh, yeah, they they can uh, and and they've collaborated with uh, some um, third party plugin um, brands to to allow them to use this uh, this platform. Ah, so okay, yeah, that it, makes sense. It, I suppose so I mean, it opens yeah, up. It makes sense for me that you know this sort of thing would make you know because then you get the somebody makes the I'm sure the IO you know the A to Ds and whatnot are fantastic. It's just like there should be this sort of generic DSP format that allows. But I mean, I guess it, we're getting into this kind of it's almost like a copy protection kind of system that you that you're building into it as well, which is all because I'm completely that, under, that's understandable. The, that's the UA, yeah, that's the UAD kind of um, path because you can't you, there. All their plugins, all their products are um, can, can run only on their hardware, so they don't need any other protection for, for for that. Because you, in any case, you would need to buy the hardware. It's in the same way um, that the the logic kind of uh, the logic pro protection is a Mac. You have to buy a Mac to use it. You know that's why it costs two hundred bucks bucks um, because because you pay yeah. for the hardware. I see what you um, but uh, but in in the the Avid way, which still allows you to run uh, native uh, processing, is somewhere in between. Right. Um, I, I know. But Mac, maybe with so the new maybe with the new Macs, it won't be necessary because uh, because you'll be able to run so a much. lot of plugins Who with knows, low latency yeah. and all that, so you can use everything uh, native. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I know, Matt. Do you do you do kind of Pro Tools? post stuff and film sync you know is this the sort of thing yeah. that bims will have to put in an order for a whole bunch of to equip their yeah. their rooms yeah well we we actually uh, hire real recording studios where we're teaching students so we we put them in real studios which usually the front end is something to do with avid pro tools front end um here in brighton for example we use brighton electric which is an amazing studio rehearsal room and we pretty much hire that seven days a week and we, we give students time in there as well. They go in with the engineers and complete their work. Um, and it's all pretty much Pro Tools front end in there. So we, we, we teach them Pro Tools in there and, and using that, that kind of front end. Um, we've got some in-house studios as well, but we tend to use the Focusrite Red um, front ends for that. And the reason for that is um, it's very easy to distribute audio from these Focusrite units over like using Ethernet. the rednet yeah the yeah the rednet system just blast it you know you could you could basically take a two track and stream it to the online radio station that you might be doing and um recording multi-tracks at the same time and have a singer in a different room tracking her over ethernet with zero latency it's just absolutely brilliant as um as a hardware, we went for that just basically for scalability, you know, as, as education changes, you need to have, if you spend a lot of money on front end systems, something like the RedNet system really allows you to, to grow, um, the curriculum, uh, without having to spend another three grand again, a few, few years later. And the idea for me now as well, buying something like this Pro Tools unit that I haven't got the same sort of studio as Yoad. Um, far from it. I, I used to have that kind of thing, and I've gone very much in the box. My front end is a is is a Behringer. Um, all I need is line inputs, eighteen line inputs, and I'm I'm happy. I do a lot of the mixing in the box, and I do my own modular stuff. Everything gets mixed pre on there and recorded in real time as I'm performing it. So, for me to spend three and a half grand on on a audio interface these days just brings me out in sweats. I just <laughs> No, I'd, I'd, uh, I'd rather use that money to, I don't know. I don't know what, that's the thing. I don't know what I'd do with that money these days. What do you do with three and a half grand? I don't know. There's only so many holidays you can go on, isn't there? Well, none at the moment, I suppose, but yeah, fair point. (laughs) Um, uh, Gaz, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, you know, Avid go up and down and, you know, uh, and they've got that new program where they uh, upgrade, they, they iterate the, the versions of Pro Tools by the month of the year that they're in and all of that kind of nomenclature. Um, this is th- yeah. this just feels like a sort of limiting. I mean, it's not limiting, but if you're if you are a full-on Pro Tools facility or Pro Tools person, then this is probably going to be something you might be interested. In. But it's still, 
still a lot of cash. I mean, it's more money than it's it's more expensive than the Apollo system. I think. I mean, Apollo's around about two grand. You could get almost a couple of those. I don't know. It's hard to. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, back in the days of the TDM systems, and then you could buy plugins that are TDM, pl- and they, they, they would cost something like four times as much to get it on the TDM. <laughs> and yeah. people who are like Pro Tools users would say, ah, because it, you know, special. It sound it's special. Yeah, it's. <laughs> uh, I don't know they can get away with that anymore, but um, I think uh, I think Yoad hit the nail on the head with his uh, with him with him mentioning uh, Universal Audio, especially with Luna as well. Uh, so yeah, so it's, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting move. I mean, um, pretty much every plugin you buy these days comes with an AAX version. And I think, um, mostly, yeah. uh, so uh, do you get a copy of pro tools with it? If you buy it, I, I don't know. Like I get a one so. year subscription. One year you get a one-year subscription for free. And by the way, uh, AX plugins are different to HDX plugins, which can run on the hardware, on the DSP. So the AX is the, the native versions of the plugin. So having an AX doesn't mean that you can run it on the DSP. With the bundled plugins in this product, you can. Ah, okay. Right. Thanks. So, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's 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 not really it's not really my not really my territory though. So no, fair <laughs> enough. So. I wanted to get it in. I mean, gosh, we've uh, we've nearly got there. There was one more. Uh, well, gosh, where to go? It's hard. Actually, the, the sad news of uh, Bruce Sweden uh, passed away, who yeah. was. Uh, the kind of the genius engineer behind all of those great Quincy Jones produced records and a whole bunch besides. I mean, that's very sad news. I, I guess he was kind of getting on a bit. So, you know, we, we, we it wasn't, you know, I, I don't know that makes it any better, obviously, but a lot of people feeling kind of feeling the end of a bit of an era there. I mean, I, I which just made me, what must have been like to be the guy that works on all of those records? I, I, have you done any stuff that he's recorded? Have you had any hands on his, any of his multi-tracks? You had? No. No. no, but uh, you know his legacy is uh, for for an amazing, clear, punchy sound. He basically defined the sound of of uh, of the eighties uh, together with uh, with Clear Mountain for me, um, and uh, yeah, it's very sad. Obviously, a very private guy because I, I, I mean, I, I feel kind of rather uh, stupid not to have heard of him before because he, I guess he's, from what I gather, I don't recall any kind of endorsements or product prep stuff or anything. I mean, it's so I know uh, Matt. Do, do they teach teach the legacy of chaps like Bruce in uh, in, in yeah, your school? We do. Yeah, I mean, we 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 teach all sorts of stuff uh, and give music production context. You know where it's come from. Everything to do with, um, you know, all the things that surround music production, like uh, underground scenes and sexual orientation and drug use, even all those kind of things we talk about and producers, of course, and how they've used technology over the years. And Bruce comes up in a lot of um, lessons that we do in music production in context where we, we talk about him and his legacy. And I think the thing for me was was his fusion of real instruments with electronic instruments and how well he was able to pull putting them together and you never really sat there and thought oh you know that's that that baseline's coming off as synth and that's a real guitar and he just got them to work really well in the mix the way he would get them to sit the tone of them yeah a great guy and there's not a great there's not a massive amount of information out there and he, he wasn't one of these to really sort of go around shouting about it i think he was quite a private man and it's going to be sadly missed. And wow, great, great legacy he leaves behind. So thanks, Bruce. Yeah, well, I totally agree with that. I know. That, I it. mean, he made some of the 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 class, the great classic albums. You know. So, well, if you if what's interesting with him though is if you know he was there from really early on. I mean, he uh, made his name with Big Girls. <laughs> they don't. I, I'm not going to do it. Is that, Jack- I, I, I. Is that <laughs> Jackson Brown? Um, Frank Valley. Frankie Valley in oh, the Four Frankie Seasons, Valley. Big Cry, oh, okay. 1962. Wow. So, you know, massive hit, 1962. He's been there through it all then, hasn't he? You know, so in terms of knowing what is the right thing, you know, he's got, had such a long career and I was involved in so many successful product, 
uh, projects that um, I think that <laughs> I'm so sorry, just thinking. I'm so sorry for even attempting Frankie Valley's uh, falsetto, um, but I think so people who've been in that situation and it's interesting a lot of the pictures that you see of bruce working is there's always like a team of people around so i think you know he's probably used to working in those kind of environments um so having somebody who you could kind of rely on who just who knows when something is right uh yeah i think that's probably his uh his legacy is, because, uh, yeah, I mean, Yoad said it spot on, you know, punchy. That's the thing, isn't it? I mean, a thriller still sounds incredibly punchy, given the technology. Yeah. It's still remarkable. And, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously Quincy is the man, isn't he, for getting that groove and everything. Um, yeah. But that layering and that mixing, you know, as I say, I think what I'm trying to waffle on about, though, is, I think you could only get there with all of that history, going back to that big, big girls, uh, don't cry. Yeah. And everything yeah, well, that happened. I, I, I agree. I mean, I don't want to leave it on a sad news, a, a sad note, but you know, maybe go and listen to some of those classic records and appreciate the skill and the, uh, yeah. the legacy that he's left behind. It's great, great, uh, a great loss, but also a great talent as well. Wow. Okay. Well, I, I'm, I'm being told that we've got too much news this week. We've been racing through it. And I am sorry to have been cracking the whip there a little bit, but uh, we just that, that just suddenly was more. In fact, we didn't get through all of it. So, you know, maybe there's a couple left for next week when presumably there will be no news whatsoever. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I want to say uh, before we go, uh, uh, I was going to put that. Yeah, do check out, uh, do do go for the, the Sonic Discord. Uh, in fact, I've just got the... Uh, the Night Sky is coming for review. Mm-hmm. And that was something that was suggested over on this Discord chat by a guy called Rocky X, I think it was. Uh, he said, oh, I don't suppose you get it in. And I thought, oh, yeah, why not? And I, I contacted them and they've sent one. So thanks for the suggestion. Uh, sometimes we don't get everything and there's not always time to review everything. I wish there was. But uh, anyway, um, so do head over there if you want a, a bit more extra chat. But thank you so much, chaps, for joining us. Uh, Matt, been a pleasure having you on. Uh, do check out Matt on uh, YouTube. He's going to be doing loads more live streams, right? <laughs> yes, I am. Like I say, I'll be doing this one with Pulsar. So head over and subscribe and hit that bell because I just kind of go live willy-nilly. I don't really schedule it. So uh, if you want to know when I go live, go hit that bell and subscribe and, and uh, be the first to hear. Because it's cool if you join me live because you can get involved. You can talk to me and tell me to do stuff within reason. Well, I would concur. I've been told by our YouTube network manager that I need to say stuff like that quite a lot now. Um, <laughs> make sure that you ring the bell so that when we go live or when we've got any new material, just to let us know, uh, to let yourself know, because uh, that's the way it happens. Because again, we don't have a, we do have some scheduled stuff, but we have some non-scheduled stuff. Uh, once again, Mr. Waggy, thank you very much for that extra pint for the Christmas drinks fund. Uh, hopefully we'll all be able hey. to get together and enjoy that. That's very kind of you. Um, so yes, and Yoad, thank you very much for joining us as well. I guess you've probably got a record to go mix now, right? Yeah, true. Oh, right. I'm actually in the middle of, of a mix right now. Yeah. Uh, ah. I was, I was, check, I was, you know, I still have a bunch of stuff running on this computer and I was hoping that the connection will be stable enough but so and and i've been checking it occasionally but so far it's been it's been good i guess excellent well thank you very much it's been a pleasure having you aboard uh we'll see you again next time and mr gaz williams thank you very much now you've got to go and prep for your your show where you're hosting so you can sit in the hot seat for a while right Yeah, and it will be a hot seat indeed because Mr. Ian Body will be blowing my mind. So I think uh, the, the seat will be hot because of the the the, the dripping brain is probably <laughs> warm the seat up somewhat. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to be good. He's going to be uh, yeah, and and I think for the first time we're going to be streaming the guest in stereo. So um, so yeah, Ian's going to play for us. So and in stereo. So oh, nice. That's yeah good so glad to hear it to that. that's, yeah that's using zooms uh using zoom now which has now got this high quality mode um can i just say something very quickly because it was a discovery we were trying to get the the show set up earlier um and like read about this new thing and went to zoom just couldn't seem to enable it what you have to do if you are a zoom user and you want to stream stereo then you go into the preferences into the settings 
and you and I couldn't see the advanced uh, option because it, you actually had to sort of scroll down a little bit to find it. But once you do that in the settings, you can then uh, there's a little advanced thing. Once you go into that advanced thing, that's where the set that's where the settings should be. But ah, I didn't okay. see them. The reason why I'm mentioning this is just if anyone wants to do that, when you go into that advanced, uh, you might have to scroll it if it's hiding under the bottom there. Uh, there's an option to show in meeting option to enable original sound from microphone. So that's a very obscure. That's, uh, yeah, that's setting. not really. Yeah. You, have to, you have to enable that. And then once you enable that, then then the options for high quality sound and stereo mode appear. So if you can't find it like me, um, then Top that's tip. how you do it. Yeah, I've got to thank Ian. He actually emailed during the show to say he'd found it. Cause we, uh, but yes, so yes, stereo, stereo, Mr. Stereo Ian Body Zoom. in stereo. Excellent. Yeah. Well, lovely. Well, thank you, everybody. Uh, once again, I want to say thank you to uh, our friends over at Isotope. If you want to uh, save yourself 10% uh, on all plugins or bundles with them, uh, use the code, go to the, the, the URL, isotope.com slash Sonic Talk, and use the code Sonic10 on checkout, uh, and that will get you that extra bit of discount. So thank you very much, everybody. That's it for this week. We'll see you all next time. I'll go to the wave off into the uh, into the sunset. See you later, everybody. Thanks a lot. We'll see you all next time. Um, thanks for watching. Bye-bye now. Bye. <laughs>